Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. If I bleed Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of the Purseland Podcast here on Patreon, uh, ad-free on Thursday or in the main feed on Friday. My name is Kenny McIntosh, joined as always by Mr. Finley Martin. Finn, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, Kenny. How's yourself? I'm okay. I'm I'm, I'm okay. I'm, you know, the wrestling news landscape is is just, the pace of it is just uh, crazier than any January I can think of. And I know it's the 1st of February today as we record this, but you know, January was crazy. Um but there was yeah, something. Was. Remember in 2022 when people said, well, there's never been a, a year this crazy. Oh, <laughs> you know, things are just going to calm down from here. And it's just got more tumultuous. Yeah, 2024 said, hold my coffee. <laughs> Let yes. me eat up the game. Um, we've got loads to get into today, including obviously, you know, CM Punk's injury and the post Royal Rumble Raw. But I wanted to kind of ask you about something that just I'd seen on Twitter and I was curious your take on the situation, right? So um, there's an, an interviewer in the States called Chris Van Vliet, right? And he, you know, does YouTube videos and different things. And he had, he basically had interviewed about three weeks ago, Patrick Clark, Velveteen Dream. Um, he interviewed Riddle last week. And he's been getting a bit of pushback from some people about, you know, you're interviewing these people that have got a lot of kind of either allegations against them or they've got a lot of baggage, baggage. I don't want to make I don't want to, I don't want to make light of it, so I'm not using the word baggage as a light thing, but I don't really know what other word to use for it. But yeah. you know, in terms of for you as, as someone who covers wrestling has done for years, is it fair game to sort of just because you know for Riddle as an example, there was no questions about any of his allegations. There, the, the Patrick Clark one, 
Patrick Clark had actually shopped around to various media people, not me, thankfully, but to various people wanting to do an interview. And Chris Van Vliet was the one person who said yes. And that was, you know, you can tell Clark wanted it to be a bit of a rehabilitation for him. Yeah, and, yeah. But yeah, well, what do you what do you think about? Well, he, well, I mean, he put out that statement, didn't he, in which he apologised to basically everyone. Patrick yes. Clark did. Yeah. I mean, I mean, they used to call it. I don't know. They still call this now. Call it it now. But they used to back in the nineties. They used to call it the apology circuit, where if somebody had been arrested for something or whatever, like a famous person, they would appear on the chat shows back in the nineties. And it was always very carefully controlled and they would basically apologize for their misdeeds. And some of them, their apologies would be accepted and some would essentially be canceled, you know, based upon how either how popular they were or how severe their transgressions or crimes had been. So this is almost like a modern version of that, isn't it? Where we yeah, just yeah. the word out there, listen, I did wrong. You know, this is my story. I accept that I shouldn't have done this. You know, world, please forgive me. That's the message, isn't it? That's yeah, uh, and- that, yeah, that they're projecting basically. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've been there before. I remember doing an interview with a wrestler in 2007. I'm not going to say who it was, and I'd interviewed him before, and we did a we had a hell of an interview. And then something had happened on a wrestling show in the UK in 2007. Mm-hmm. And he got in touch via someone. I can't remember who it was. And he wanted to do an interview with Power Slam and basically set the record straight on what had occurred on the show. Right. Um, so I grilled him about it. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't 100% sure that he was telling me the truth. Um, and we did the interview and I felt a little bit, kind of icky about, you know, some of the stuff that was said because I realised that I was being used, I was effectively the magazine equivalent of the old apology circuit. That's what I was. That was my purpose. Mm-hmm. So we talked about that and I did grill him on it. And, um, you know, I'm not really sure whether he told me the truth or he didn't. I, I didn't observe what had occurred. So there was lots of versions of events. Um, and then we talked about other things. So I actually felt like the interview was worth running. But there was really, yeah, I, I did question that, you know, the wisdom of that decision before I did it, as I was doing it. And now looking back, what's that, 17 years ago, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, was that the right decision at the time? And it, I felt like it was because I wouldn't have agreed to the interview otherwise. So... You know, it's a tricky one, really. And I'm not going to judge anyone for interviewing someone who, you know, wants to either attempt to redeem himself or herself or atone or whatever, or wants to put out their version of events. I'm not going to judge any interviewer for taking that interview. Well, within reason, of course, there's obviously certain people that you would never give a forum to. But people in the media industry have got to decide for themselves whether it's right or wrong, you know, and you know, that 2007 one, the more I think about it now, as I'm going through it, was that the right decision? I don't know whether it was or it wasn't possibly it wasn't, but I did it anyway. So, so I'm not going to judge anyone, Kenny about that because I've been there and I've made that decision and we've all got to decide what we think is right for, for us as interviewers and for whatever, 
website magazine you know or you know forum you represent yeah no it's it is difficult because so like for me i mean i i like chris i've met him he's a nice nice enough guy i think the difficulty for him is so he does the patrick clark interview which obviously gets a lot of kind of play because you know he's the one who took the interview i think to follow up shortly after with riddle and to not like even me, right? I'm a I'm a more fluffy interview interviewer than you are, right? We know this. This is not news to anyone. But like, if if so, say Riddle was being interviewed by Inside the Rose magazine, right? If he'd been interviewed by you, you would probably ask him a few questions that were quite tough about what people, you know, what's out there about him, so that he yeah. can sort of say. Even me, who's like a fluff person, I would have to ask him something, and I would probably have quite a kind of moral dilemma on whether I wanted to do it. Because I just don't know if at this stage I would I would want to, but if I did, I feel like I have to. For my own sort of integrity, I have to ask something about it, and I think yeah. to not ask anything, you know, I know he interviewed, <laughs> and I think this is also where some of the people who are kind of going in hard on him are saying, you know, you interviewed Patrick Clark, you interviewed Matt Riddle, you interviewed Hulk Hogan, all these people who've done really allegedly horrible things. And you didn't grill them, but you really grilled Dave Meltzer on his star rating system. And it's like, well, you know, you can't be David Frost to one. And then when you finally got the ones who you really should be sort of sticking it to a bit, you you don't do any of it. So I think that it's almost a, what what I think he's probably going to learn out of this is, you know, I need to kind of be more, what's the word, consistent with my style that I'm going to do. Because like for you, if you're interviewing someone, no matter who it is, you do, you know, go hard on them when it's necessary. Yeah. And, and you don't you don't let someone away with that. And I think that's important. If that's your style, then you have to kind of be consistent. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Absolutely. You know, people people have got to decide for themselves. You know, I'll, I wouldn't do an interview with Patrick Clark, but I would do, I would do an interview with Matt Riddle. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't do the Clark one, mainly because it's, actually, it's funny you mentioned that 2007 comparison for that reason, because I know for a fact, it's like, a th- so if there's an allegation there about Patrick Clark, and it's a bad allegation, as we know. Yeah. And he says, I that wasn't me. I didn't do that. Well, I, I don't really know what I can do with that. You know, I can't, there's nothing I can do to prove he's telling the truth or if he's lying. And if it and if it's all out there that people have kind of condemned him anyway, then it's it's kind of a bit of waste of time because you're essentially you know if you do let him do the apology circuit thing you mentioned and then say something else comes out in a couple of months that prove that he was in fact guilty of this stuff that people have said he has, then I'm going to end up being in some ways semi complicit for. Yeah. Being involved in that, it's, it's, to me, that one's just one that it would have been better left alone. But you know, he got he got massive views in that video, and you know, he's made he's he'll made a lot of money off that video. But I do think if you're going to do it, you you need to prob you, you need to accept the 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 pushback you're going to get for people for for deciding to do it. I agree, you do, yeah, absolutely. You've got to go into it with your eyes open, and I'm sure he did. Um, and that's that, and um. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, people are, you know, I'm not going to, people have got to make their own decisions in this industry. They have to, and then they have to also accept the consequences, you know, of their actions. And I'm sure he's uh, willing to do that. But uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd do an interview with Matt Riddle, you know, not Parry Clark. 
I just don't think that that would be that. That's just not something I would be willing to do. But Matt Riddle, yeah, I'd love to speak to him. And I, yeah, I think you know, I think if if, if you're going to speak to Riddle, you know, if you're if you're kind of if you're in the game, you got asked the question. Of course, or you one are. of the questions. Of course, um, you have. Yeah, I mean, that was always my thing in Palestine, and um, certainly, you know, my thing now. You've got to ask those difficult questions, and if you're not willing to ask the difficult questions, go and do something else for a living. Amen. Uh, more big news came out of WWE this week, Finn, which was that CM Punk had in fact injured his arm during the Royal Rumble match. I mean, you could see he had tweaked it a little bit, but he did work through it and he did do the rest of the the, the Rumble match. Yeah, so I think we you know we kind of hoped that he'd be okay, but uh, unfortunately not. He came out on Raw at the top of the show on Monday, and he mentioned that you know, unfortunately. Um, the injury is going to put him out for months. Yes, he, he is. It's a it's a torn twenty eight triceps. Torn, torn triceps. Yeah, yeah, on is, his right arm. Yeah, he came out in a with his arm in a sling on Monday for the opening segment. And he, and you know, he ended up. I think that's part. I think that's the injury he had in AEW as well, where he got, was out and he came back to face Moxley on Dynamite and lost the, the title before All Out twenty twenty two. But uh, it's a big blow to WrestleMania now because now. We've got no punk. We've got no Brock, and yeah, it's what, what do you make of? I mean, it's bad that Punk got injured, but you know, with with these kind of big names out, what what are your thoughts on WrestleMania and how this all kind of affects stuff? Yeah, it's um, it's like if you think like you know, ten days ago, people were saying, well, it's going to be Rock versus Reigns, it's going to be Brock versus Gunter. It's going to be Punk versus Rollins, and now none of those matches are happening. I mean, I'm pleased that one of those matches is not happening, that being Rock versus Reigns, which we believe will take place later in the year, probably in Saudi Arabia. Match is still going to happen, but just not at WrestleMania, which is the right decision, in my opinion. Um, I mean, yeah, Punk came out. It was you know, really a, quite an emotional segment for him. Um, and I know a lot of people were criticizing him and criticizing WWE's decision for signing him because he was injured at least twice. Yeah, two major injuries, weren't there, that he suffered in AEW. And this was his first, yeah. obviously not his first match, but his first big match uh, since he returned to WWE. And he suffered, yeah, another muscle, <laughs> you know, another muscle tear. So it's like, I mean, back in the day, you know, back in the steroid era, People used to blame these muscle injuries on steroid use. We know CM Punk's straight edge doesn't use, not in the gear. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he suffered another muscle, another muscle injury. So, yeah, it's it's got to be a worrying sign for him. I saw the footage on X of him at ringside, you know, grabbing his arm right after the rumble, after he'd been eliminated by Cody Rhodes on Saturday. And you could tell that he knew it was bad, couldn't you, from that footage? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it, it's one of those things where I mean, obviously this is the this is a repeat injury almost that had happened in AEW. But yeah. I mean, at the same time, it's like you know, the message I think probably coming out of this is he probably just needs to be wrestling the big matches when he comes back. Yes, you know, he he probably shouldn't be doing house shows with Dominic and stuff like that because. If he's that, if it, this sounds bad, if if it's that kind of fragile potentially, you want to make sure that the, the matches he does get to have are big ones. Indeed. Um, I Indeed. mean, I, th- I still I think mean, he's, he's... And he is injury prone. 
This he is, is a, a yeah, opinion. Is. This is a fact. This has happened. But at the same time, I mean, I think you know the people saying the people who are saying question WWE's decision to sign him. I mean, that's just go and see a doctor. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, come on, like the guy's already made them loads of money on merch. Yeah, you know, loads, loads, loads of interest. Uh, yeah. You know, to to me, a big part of why Cody won in the Rumble felt exciting this year was because Punk was in there, and he was the last guy with him. So, I mean. Yeah, just get a grip if that's the, the mindset. But I mean, one thing that's also, and people aren't talking about this, but one thing that's going to really hurt from all this stuff is the Elimination Chamber show in Perth, Australia, because there's no Brock Lesnar. He was, it's come out in a report that he was, you know, his spot in the Rumble, he was going to go on to face Dominic Mysterio at Elimination Chamber. And then he was going to face Gunther at WrestleMania, the match that we've been talking about for ages. So that's, so Brock's out. Gunther can't travel outside the US right now because he's in the process of getting his green card. So there's going to be no Brock, no Gunther, no Cody, no Roman on that show. And it's like, this is a stadium show in front of 50,000 people. Like, what are they going to be able to... I mean, if I'm Perth, Australia, and we've paid this money for this show, I'm going to be very unhappy if that... if if You know, because you look at Money in the Bank in July, they got John Cena as part of their show. It's like... <laughs> Like, I, I know, I know, no, for us, I know that's not a great thing, but you know, they, they got John, they got, they got a big name on top of already having Roman Reigns on the show and already having these other people. But well, you know what, you, Kevin, they need to spend some money, they need to please, get, you know, they need to do like Reigns needs to be on the show, not yeah. to wrestle, they can do the contract signing for WrestleMania. Do I that, think he, I, Chamber. I think he should be wrestling on the show. Like, this guy's paid monster money, he never wrestles. Like, you know, this is the, the company's in a tough spot. Get out there and do this show. Yeah, he could do it. He could do a six man, couldn't he? Yeah. Just do something, you know, a bloodline six man. Yeah. Have, have Cody on the other side. Yeah. You know, and have, maybe have Orton in there. You know, do it. But to me, it's like. Yeah, you could do LA Knight, Randy Orton, and Cody. Yeah. Um, actually, well, actually, Cody's on Raw. Well, you, listen, you can do that. It's mania season. Exactly. You can do what you want. You can bend the rules. There needs to be a six-man with Roman Reigns in it. You need to wrestle much. And, um, you know, Cody can do the job in the match. Reigns can pin him. It's like, oh, my God, you know, Cody's lost. We can't believe it. He's never going to beat Roman at WrestleMania. Just book the match. Spend the money. And if you're if you're Perth Australia and they've the Australian government has spent money because we know this is the game now, right? You pay money to get an event. Exactly. They've, they've paid money. I know they've got Rhea Ripley, and that's going to be a big hometown moment. But they need something else. So, yeah, I think that's going to be in trouble. Yeah, absolutely, but... they do. Or, I mean, if they, if Okada is going to WWE, put him on the show. Yeah, have that be his first match. You know, if, if... they're bringing, we still don't know where if Sasha Banks is. Has she made a decision yet? Has this been announced yet? There's no announcement. I mean, all all reports are saying that she's going to end up at AEW. But until she ends up there, I guess it's still kind of open to what could happen. So Exactly. It's like you've just signed this, you know, $5 billion Netflix deal. You've got endless amounts of money. You know, just spend some, you know, and just like give people VFM value for money, Kenny. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean, we give people value for money on this podcast, or at least I hope we do. 
Yeah, you don't see you don't see Finn off and me and him being replaced by Hulk the dog in a <laughs> podcast. Yeah, you know I mean, we, we don't bait and switch you. Um, but no, I think it would probably make more sense half the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the punk thing's a shame. I thought that the promo he did on Monday on Raw was really heartwarming, and but Drew McIntyre when he came out and said, you know, I wish this would happen to you. I mean, that was great. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Drew is on fire. Pray, you know, he said, I'm not a religious man, but I prayed for this injury. <laughs> you know, and he's exercised the demon that is CM Punk. Drew said he was going to find a way into a world title match of Mania and live Punk's dream again. And then they had a scrap. McIntyre dropped Punk and then stomped on his arm and Sammy Zayn ran in to save Punk. Now, if Drew McIntyre is leaving WWE after all this, then WWE needs to fire everyone in a management position. I mean, I realise this isn't going to happen, especially after what's just happened. But it's just like, you cannot let this guy go now. True, I mean, Punk's going to be out, what do you reckon, till about May, June time? It could be longer. It could be like eight, nine months, potentially, depending how bad it is. But I mean, yeah, at least till till the summer, I think. So they've already set up Punk versus Drew for, say, SummerSlam. It's already set up. So Drew needs to become champ. At WrestleMania, he needs to beat Rollins. Then he can be champ. And, um, you know, at that point, you know, we can set up uh, McIntyre versus Punk for whichever event that Punk returns on. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine that he's not, that Drew's not re signing. You know, based on the fact that, like you said, they set up Punk as, as the first opponent back. Yeah. Drew, Drew as Punk's first opponent back. So, yeah, I think, but I think Drew has. Again, it's like you know, you look at Drew McIntyre, he has seen he has seen this sort of gap here and he slid right into it. You know, he has yeah. just taken that ball and ran with it. And, you know, he's already been on a tear, but I just thought the stuff he was doing this and you know, he was on social media, you know, doing memes and stuff about CM Punk. Same with the gravestone, CM yeah. WrestleMania main event, you know, gravestone without etched on it. I mean, it's just hilarious. And like, you know, look at AEW right now. I mean, they can't sell tickets. I mean, it's like, do you really want to go there when all this is happening in WWE and all these huge things are just, you don't even have to fight for them. They're just there for the taking. And, you know, this is obviously what happens when people suffer injuries. 
others benefit, and that's the way the that's the way the industry is. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's let's just bang through some raw stuff before we go today. Oh no, before that, I do want to ask you about Brock. I mean, you know, we went through the Vince stuff on Tuesday as best we could. Uh, Brock named by the Wall Street Journal as potentially being the UFC person in the lawsuit. I mean, like we said, by laws of deduction, it can't be anybody else of who is named. Brock is now off of everything. He's not on Chamber. Yeah. He's not on Mania. I mean, do you see, based on a Vinceless landscape, what do they do? Is, is he is he gone forever? Is there something they can do to sort of clear him to ever bring him back? I mean, I know I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally aware that the Janelle Grant stuff is way more important than this, but this is a wrestling podcast, so, you know, we do need to ask these questions as well because that's what we're here for. So, yeah, in terms of Brock, what do you, what do they do? What's, what's the Martin instinct? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, it looks bad. And um, it seems to me that, you know, TKO, TKO is taking this very seriously. You know, I just, you know, if he, if they, if he is granted, you know, a reprieve and returns, what message would that send? I mean, I imagine that Vince will sell. Um, I can't. We talked about this on Sunday when we recorded. Yeah, I can't imagine that this is going to go to discovery. I just don't think it's going to. Although you do wonder what else can come out if you've read the uh, the lawsuit, and I've read a lot of it now. You do wonder if there if there is anything else. If there's anything that could be worse than what has been alleged in that lawsuit. Well, there's uh, gonna have there's gonna have to be. I mean, whether whether you no matter what you think of how much it's true or not, some of it. It's bound to be true, right? It's not bound to all be an act of fiction. And if it, any of it is true, it's a it's a pattern of behaviour. It's not a one-off. It's not like Vince at 72 decided, oh, I'm going to do this now. Like, there's going to be yeah. more people out there. Well, so, I don't think we can really talk about that, Kenny, because we don't know. We don't know. But, I mean, it's like, you know, we talked about it at length on Sunday and we see he started paying this woman off. So there was something going on there between them. We know that for sure. Yeah. So I'm just meaning more I'm just meaning more if if something did happen, and it's an if, right? If yeah. something did happen, there could be other people out there that something happened to as well. Absolutely. And, this, and, and if that and if that happens, you know, if, if they even if they do settle this lawsuit, and you know, a lot of times lawsuits are settled because the the defa- the, the, the person who's trying to sue doesn't have the money to keep up with corporations who could just bury it for years, right? That's often the way it plays out, absolutely. So, you know, if, if other people, it, what could be more damning, actually, in, instead of more stuff coming out of this, is more people coming forward. So that could be bad for Vince. And I, yeah, I, I mean, Vince, it's it's over for Vince. There's no way back from this. And um, I don't see, there's just no way he can be allowed back. I mean, as we talked, as we said on Sunday, when he returned in January of last year, it was a completely different situation. He was still majority shareholder and he had the power to do that. He no longer has the power to do anything um, without the TKO board's approval. And there is no way, no chance that they are going to allow him to return. Because yeah. for, for every reason you can think of, there's no way back for Vince. As for Lesnar, I think it could be it for him as well, because... He's part of, he, he hasn't been officially named. I'm sure at some point, if it is indeed him, 
Um, he will be, or, or maybe not. Maybe if this settlement is reached quickly, which I think it will be, and it will be sealed, which I'm sure it will be, so no one will be allowed to talk about it again. Um, maybe his name will never be confirmed. I don't know. We just yeah. don't know at this point. But we do know that T TKO is taking this very seriously. The fact that he's been removed, Lesnar has been, been removed from Rumble or was removed from Rumble, is not going to be on the Chamber show He's not booked for WrestleMania. Tells you all you need to know. They are taking this very seriously. So I think I think it could be that could be it for him now. I think he's probably through with WWE because if they were to bring him back even six, nine or months later or a year from now, what message would it send? It would send the message that they they were not taking this seriously, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah, it's tough. It, it, you know, Lesnar might. And again, it's all an F game because, you know, you can't say this did happen, but you also don't want to diminish victims for saying something did happen. But, you know, if something did happen, you know, Lesnar might be lucky enough, which is a horrible thing to say, but he might be lucky enough to fall under the radar if he's not officially named. Like you say, things are just settled, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's grim, but, you know, they have acted fast and, you know... I d yeah, they, ha they have acted fast and... Uh, that's all you can really do. Uh, yeah, if you... Absolutely. I mean, they have done that. And the thing is, they'll be judged TKO on their actions, Kenny, because that's the way to judge people, you know, whether yeah. it's in pro wrestling or life in general, judge people on their actions, not what they say they're going to do, but what they actually do. And, you know, that's the important thing here with whether or not Lesnar returns. You know, if he does, they'll be judged on that action and judged very, very unfavorably. Uh, a few other things on Raw before we before we go. Cody Rhodes came out to do a promo. Obviously, he had picked Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble for his WrestleMania 40 opponent. But then Seth Rollins comes out and tries to put a spanner in the works. And he does this promo where he basically tries to convince Cody that, you know, do you want the Hollywood title, the Hulk Hogan title, the one for posers and frauds who politic their way to the top? Or do you want the Dusty Rhodes title, the workhorse championship, the blue collar title? Because that's what the World Heavyweight Championship means. So Rollins is basically putting out his mission statement of why he wants Cody to choose him. Yeah. And while I'm sure we're pretty certain that Cody is going to be going against Roman, I thought Seth did a really good job on this promo of pleading a case that, you know, I'm convinced isn't going to happen, but I, I, I thought he did really well here. What did you think? Oh, I, I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Rollins said that he was the guy now. He was the one who was making the towns, Wrestling in main events of house shows while Roman Reigns was do whatever Roman Reigns does most days each week, home with the wife and kids. <laughs> um, Rollins said that, you know, they didn't need Reigns anymore. You know, he was not on that pedestal um, and that he was the man. He was the guy. That was the phrase he used. Rollins said he was the guy, not Reigns. And that's why Rhodes should face him at WrestleMania. And, um, yeah, it was in a sense, it was a bit odd. If you think about it, well, why would he be urging Cody Rhodes to challenge him, since Cody Rhodes would be the greatest threat to his title, instead of Roman Reigns? So, but there again, Roman, you know, Seth Rollins is a babyface. He's honorable, he's a sportsman, he wants to be tested, doesn't he? So, you know, when you actually think about it from when you drill down there, think about it, it does make sense that Rollins would have said what he said to Cody Rhodes on Monday. And also, if Cody challenged Rollins, that's a more prestigious match, isn't it? And it yeah. sort of 
confirms what Rollins was saying in that promo. That no, Cody's chosen me because I'm a bigger star or I'm a you know bigger threat or you know my championship means more than Roman Reigns' title does, even though it was only created last summer. Yeah. Was it last summer or last last yeah, summer? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it was Saudi where the belt was confirmed. That's it, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think I think he did really well, and yeah, it makes things. I mean, we we're convinced that when Cody goes to SmackDown this tomorrow, as we record this, that he is going to pick Roman Reigns. But I like I like the idea of kind of just giving us something a bit different, giving us something that uh, yeah, I, I think it's. A well, good... I mean, hey, Kenny, they might delay it beyond tomorrow before Cody makes his announcement. He might get beaten down. Yeah, they sh- and they should do that. They should they should do stuff that kind of. You know, makes you Prolo- yeah prolong the story. It's the stories we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago. It's the stories that sell tickets. Yeah, they draw viewers. It's the stories that matter, not the matches. Yeah. The matches are part of the story, of course, and obviously a vital part of the story. But the story is the main thing in wrestling, and the characters who are in that story. Yeah. For so sure. yeah, I hope they prolong it. I hope, I hope Cody doesn't make the announcement for at least two more weeks. Maybe even at maybe even at Elimination Chamber. Maybe, yeah. maybe Kenny. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. this could be the selling point of Elimination Chamber. Have Cody Rhodes make his decision on the show and have Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins there. Yeah, they, they need they need to do something. So hopefully they they figure it out. Um, is there anything else on Raw before before we go that kind of stuck out? You know, we obviously had Drew and Sammy in the main event. Uh, we had you know the DIY in a tag title match with Priest and. Balor, is there anything else that stuck out to you? Um, yeah, I thought the DIY versus Priest and Balor match was really good. Uh, there was DIY chance. Um, fans were totally behind Champa and Gargano in their quest to win the belt, so I thought that was really well done. Uh, of course, Priest and Balor won, and then afterwards, our truth came out. Um, and um, Judgment Day, Damien Priest said, you know, I want to apologize to you. But of course, it was a ruse. It was a double cross and Judgment Day beat Truth down. And then Miz ran in and uh, Judgment Day beat him down as well. So that's obviously going to lead to a Priest and Balor versus Truth and Miz title match, which I'm all for, Kenny. I'm all for it. You you were asking for this a few weeks ago, so it's, it's continuing. I was indeed, yeah. I thought Chelsea Green and Piper Niven versus Shayna Baszler and Zoe Stark was rubbish. <laughs> I mean, it felt like they made some progress with Green at Royal Rumble and that was just erased here. So that was piss poor. Uh, Beck, Becky Lynch said, you know, she let a lot of people down, but I do not stop until I am back on top. So Becky Lynch is obviously going to try and find another way of getting a title match at WrestleMania, Elimination Chamber, of course. I mean, Kofi Kingston just doesn't have that fan support that he once did because he's just, he's like basically eased into the Dolph Ziggler role, hasn't he? Or he's yeah. heading in that direction. He's just been in WWE for too damn long. But I mean, people did get into the match with Gunter. Um, you know, of course, Gunter won. He wasn't hardly going to lose the IC Championship to Kofi in a Raw match at this point. But I mean, the audience were, were really into the match because it was it was really good. Um, what else did we have on there? I guess I, I did, the, Bailey, the Bailey thing, didn't we? And um, you know, they were talking. She, she didn't announce who she was going to challenge either. No, which is also smart. Don't give it all away. Yeah. The, the the night after the rumble, and or two nights after the rumble. The thing I also really liked on the show was we had Andrade backstage. 
Yeah. Um, you know, signing his with with Adam Pierce and he signed his raw contract. But I liked how Nick Aldis was there and he was there. They explained that Aldis had allowed Bailey to appear on Raw so they could have both Royal Rumble winners on Raw. And then they were going to discuss Elimination Chamber and then Aldis's phone rang and he said, oh, excuse me, Ron Breaker on the phone. I thought it was really good that they were kind of playing off these people who'd either, you know, debuted or returned at the Royal Rumble and, you know, they were vying to sort of sign them. So, yes. yeah, I thought that was that's a good um, priest, priest, Pierce and Aldis as the kind of dueling GMs trying to make moves for their brand. I think they're striking a really good balance of competition, but not overshadowing the show. The only thing wrong with this segment was Aldis and Pierce towered over Andrade. <laughs> he should have had Andrade, should have been stood on a box in the middle of them. <laughs> if Vince was very coy, would have been. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, listen, that's all the time we've got for today. Uh, that was the main stuff from Raw. We'll be back, obviously, on Tuesday with what's going down. Uh, we'll, we'll cover kind of SmackDown and Raw. We'll uh, have the overrun up early next week as well. So I want to thank you for all your support. I know that it's been a it's been a weird kind uh, of last week or two because, you know, it's been a really exciting time within what's going on on TV. But obviously the Vince stuff has been really tough to to sort of stomach and stuff. Yeah. So I think that, you know, we should all give ourselves a bit of a, a bit of a, a softer time because I think it has been hard to sort of, you know, we cover this all the time. You know, you guys watch it all the time. It's hard to not get bogged down in that sort of stuff. So I hope that people are able to, you know, try try and focus on the stuff on the on the wrestling portion, um, and not get bogged down in in the stuff that we have no control over, and we you know obviously don't endorse at all. Yeah, um, I mean, the, you know, scandals do happen, and I mean, there isn't anything good you can say about it. Nothing at all. It's yeah. just really just, you know, it's just a terrible. When these things happen, it's a terrible time for the business, and you just look at it and you just say, you know. All you can do is just hope that the business reacts to it like it has done in the past with things like, you know, the drug culture, yeah. you know, trying to stamp out steroid use and things like that. And all you can do is just hope that the business just recognizes how awful these allegations are. And I think it does. And just tr- strives to create a better environment for everyone. That's the only th- that is that is the only thing you can say about it. That's the only flicker of hope, basically, you know, yeah. is that, you know, the business needs to make this a better place for everyone. That's what it yeah. needs to do. It's up to the wrestling business to do that. Yeah, this is not a this is not a one person operation. You know, this no, is, if, if this if this has gone on, it's a systemic thing. And, you know, by hopefully by TKO, you know, get sort of putting Brock on hold and all that. They're taking it serious and they need to be looking at everything. And the, and the, the thing is, you know, Vince, Vince being gone. I I don't really want to have to sit through scandal after scandal after scandal, no. and, if, and I think if he stayed, we would. So yeah, I mean, they need a zero tolerance approach. Yeah, you know, and they it, absolutely do. And the business just needs to say no. This is totally unacceptable. This will not be tolerated. And if there's even a hint of anything like this in future, then that person will be immediately suspended and investigated. Um, to send the message to everyone in the business, no matter what their position in the business is that you cannot behave like this. You know, that is the only, you know, when I say there's obviously there's nothing good you can say about it, nothing. But that's what you hope coming out of this happens. And uh, it's like, no, this is, this is not, this cannot happen again. 
This is not going to happen again. And if there's any whistleblowers out there that they'll be protected and they'll be encouraged to come forward, you know, anything like this and not threatened or, you know, are fearful for, you know, losing their jobs. They should be encouraged. Their identity should be protected and they should be encouraged to report any sort of instance like this in future. You I know, did see, it doesn't, I, matter, doesn't matter who that person is, doesn't matter how high up they are, yeah. that this cannot be tolerated in wrestling. Uh, and that's the the only thing that I can say. That's the thing that wrestling needs to take from this and it needs to just basically, you know, get its house in order, basically. Yeah, 100%. I, I saw, th- I'll finish with this, but I saw a thing yesterday on Twitter where it was, uh, you know, that website Glassdoor, we can review places that yes. you work for and stuff. Yeah, and it one. was and it was a kind of bunch of WWE reviews and it was kind of some highlighted bits about people weren't saying specifically, but they were alluding to things. They were alluding to what management can be like and an old boys club and all that. And I think that, you know, while I don't think TK are gonna spend their time tracking down every former employee, I think at the very least, you know, like you say, sit down all your current employees and just go look. This is a safe space room right now. We want to know what you think. What have you seen? What have you assessed? Because then what you do is you collate the the evidence, right? And if yeah. you've got 10 people saying they saw the same thing, that's not somebody just talking rubbish. That's a pattern that's emergent. I think if they start doing stuff like that, they will be able to fix, not fi- well, make things better, hopefully fix things. Absolutely, yeah. They can... They can, they can they can basically try, and that's the only way they can move on from this. Is to because if they don't, it will come back to bite them again in a couple of years again with somebody exactly. else or something. Is to let the world know, and most importantly, their employees and talent, independent contractors, whomever, that that this is a this is a good working environment, and that you do not have to fear, you know, any sort of you know discrimination, you know, or sexual harassment or whatever. And if anything like that does occur. You need to come forward. We will take that allegation seriously. You will not be buried as a result of, you know, whistleblowing on someone who's in a very, you know, senior position. Um, and, you know, they, they, but they need to know that they can do that and they can do that and they're not going to be, you know, punished as a result. Um, but yeah, it's all about changing the culture backstage and letting people know that things have changed. And that's what they need to do. And it's up to, you know, it's up to WWE and, all, and really all of wrestling as well, as we've seen previous scandals that have occurred. It's up mm-hmm. to wrestling to, to sort itself out and to install rules in rules and boundaries and enforce them as well and not and, and enforce them consistently. That's the important thing here. There shouldn't, you know, regardless of where someone is in the hierarchy, you know, they cannot be allowed to conduct themselves in the fashion that, you know, these allegations, you know, state that or claim that the high-ranking executives have done previously this cannot be i hate to use the phrase this can never be allowed to happen again because it's such an awful cliche and it usually is just lip service and to me it's all about action rather than talk action is what's needed now and it seems to me like they are taking action and that's good that's that's the only good thing i can say about this yeah, that's the only good thing I can that, say. You know, and I said there's nothing good that is the one and only good thing I can say about this. It feels like they are taking this very seriously, and that is the only good thing I can say about it. Well, listen, yeah, I thought it was yeah worth us just kind of having that wee mini chat at the end. So yeah, hopefully that's helped you guys, and it's been good to listen to that part. But yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday 
to talk all about wrestling. Hopefully, no more injuries by then, and we'll see how things are shaping up, leading towards Chamber and WrestleMania. So, uh, as always, if you want to listen to more of us, patreon.com forward slash inside the ropes. Daily content goes out. Our main podcasts go out ad free there. And a little bit earlier, uh, we do retro podcasts. And Inside the Ropes magazine, you can pick up issue 41 right now at insidetheropesmagazine.com. Issue 42 will be going on sale on February the 29th. It's not a pre-order yet, but it will be soon. And in that, I have an interview with the Smackdown GM himself, Nick Aldis. So uh, you guys will enjoy that interview. We had a really good chat about stuff, some interesting tidbits in there. So I look forward to you guys getting to read that later this month so yes i'm currently working on my royal rumble review which i'm having a lot of fun with so i hope people will have just as much fun reading it you know it's serious when we bring in the big f martin review that's when you know (laughs) we mean business so yeah that will also be part of uh, issue 42 so yeah hopefully you can check that out thanks for all your support everybody have a great weekend and we'll talk to you soon deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,